It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. So how can you use nutritional information to improve your life? Well, here is a thought. You know, just last Thursday, family and friends got together for Thanksgiving Day. And did you notice the conversation turned to the person who had just had surgery for a knee replacement or maybe Mm -hmm. even a hip replacement, it seems as though today, if you're over 40, having a joint replaced is common occurrence. From talking with people who had a joint replacement, what they thought going into surgery was not what they got. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, joint replacement is major surgery, and for most, the healing is a very slow process. Now, not one person has told me all the pain was gone overnight. And the increased frequency of joint replacement got me thinking, why? What are people eating or not eating that is breaking down their knees, their hips, and their shoulders? You know, we understand that a broken down, damaged joint is usually painful. But what leads to the joint becoming inflamed and destroyed? You know, as you listen, I bet you might be thinking, well... You know, my mother's joints and my father's joints, they all had bad joints, both of them. So it must be genetic. It must Mm -hmm. be a genetic problem. Well, maybe not. Because remember, 90% of your health is related to what you eat and your lifestyle habits. And only 10% is directly related to your genetics. So let's dig into this topic a bit more. Joining me today as our co-host is Tamara Brown, Tamara is a registered dietitian, has her master's degree in public health, and has been our deli detective. And just recently, she completed a nice video showing people how to eat healthy from the deli when they don't have time to cook. So welcome, Tamara. Um, Tell listeners how and when they can maybe look at this video. Yes. Well, good morning. Good morning. Star. I hope all of our listeners had a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so yes, this video, I just finished that and that will be coming out next month in December and we will have it on our website at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Okay. So, you know, we were talking about joint replacement. Mm-hmm. I was at the beginning uh-huh. here. And so let's look at another painful condition that we haven't mentioned at all. Okay. Back pain. Yes. Back pain. That is a common painful condition. And, you know, here's a surprising fact. About half of all working Americans admit to having back pain. Isn't that just amazing? It is amazing. Half of... Half. Hmm. And, you know, it may surprise you that back pain is the second most common reason for doctor visits. Hmm. and the most common reason for missing work. So here's a really scary fact. 80% of us will experience a back problem at some point in our lives. That is kind of scary. And you're really talking about a real back problem. Yes. 
Not just a little stiffness from swinging the kettlebell too much like sometimes I get. Yes, right, exactly. (laughs) Not that kind, a real problem. So if we think about the word arthritis, did you know that the word arthritis comes from the Greek word anthro, which means joint, and itis, which means inflammation? So inflamed joint. Yes, exactly. Okay. So as a nutrition detective, when I'm educating a client about nutrition to support joints, I look to the foods and beverages that increase inflammation. And that's what we do a lot. That right. is We're what kind we do. of nutrition detectives sometimes. When Absolutely. We're working. You know, especially when you mention back pain tomorrow. Yes. You know, my thoughts go directly to the construction worker who stops at the gas station convenience store to fill up on Little Debbie's and Mountain Dew for breakfast. Yes. I would guess they have no idea that the sugars in these foods increase inflammation in their joints and especially in their back. I bet they have no idea. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, who would think those little Debbies and that Mountain Dew is going to make them feel worse? Exactly. We don't often think about things like that. No. Um, But... Absolutely. The foods that we put into our mouths make a huge difference in the way we feel. Exactly. And people just, they just don't make that connection very well. And that's why we're here, (laughs) helping people make that connection. That's right. (laughs) So it would seem to me that no matter what health condition, whether it's arthritis, Alzheimer's, heart disease, or even depression, we always come back to talking about inflammation. We do. Don't we? Always. Every time we have a different topic on this show, it seems it comes back to inflammation. Now, there are more than a hundred different types of joint problems, but the most common is osteoarthritis. So when you have osteoarthritis, inflammation, there's that word again, Mm -hmm. breaks down the cartilage, which is that little cushion between the bones. And when that cushion is broken down, your bones will rub against one another And then you've got pain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just follow this. Inflammation breaks down the cartilage. And then when the cartilage is is gone, you have pain. You got bone rubbing on bone. Right. Sounds painful. It does, even exactly. (laughs) I was just going to say that. So basically what you just said, Dar, is that when the cartilage is broken down, you have pain. Then you also have stiffness, and you start to lose movement in the joint. So the loss of joint function is one of the major causes of reduced quality of life. And that's kind of amazing, reduced quality of life. And, hey, it's expensive. The average cost of a person living with osteoarthritis is almost $6,000 a year, Mm -hmm. $5,700 a year. That is expensive. I don't There's a better way to spend that money. Absolutely. But by the time you are 65 years old, half of all your friends will have osteoarthritis in at least one joint. So half of the people, by the time they get to be 65, have osteoarthritis in one joint. Maybe it's in your hip, knee, neck, lower back, fingers. You know, Mm -hmm. many will have considerable pain and they'll be looking for... A solution such as a new joint. Right. That's what happens. Yes. And there are lots of other options. Mm -hmm. So if we think about, okay, what can you do to prevent this from happening to you? Um, 
you know, I know that we both have worked with many, many clients yes. with osteoarthritis. And what we always want to talk about is the prevention method. Exactly. We do. Yes. <laughs> so we don't need to have surgery. That's right. So here's some interesting information that research has found that elevated blood sugar is a major contributor to inflammation and which we know then leads to broken down cartilage. That's very interesting. Elevated blood sugars is a major contributor. You know, in fact, diabetes or this elevated blood sugar can steal a third of your life. So you have to ask yourself. Is that Coke or that bowl of cereal or the French fries or the plate of pasta or the cookies in the afternoon worth having higher blood sugars? Because all those things turn into sugar very fast right. and raise your blood sugar. So, you know, and we tell the people this all the time because we know that every time you eat four grams of carbohydrates, so you eat four grams of carbs in a bowl of cereal, that will produce one teaspoon of glucose or sugar in your bloodstream. So one of the things that people can do if they're looking at their cereal box this morning mm-hmm. is they can go and flip it around and say three-fourths of a cup because that's a typical measurement. Right. And it's anywhere from 22 grams to 44 grams for three-fourths of a cup, isn't mm-hmm. it, usually? Uh, yes, Definitely. So if it's, um, just say if it's 24 grams of carbohydrates in there, and you divide that by four, you're eating six teaspoons of sugar right there. Right. And Easy. how many cups of cereal do most adults eat? A little bit more than three-fourths of a cup. Right. A lot more <laughs> than three-fourths of a cup. So if you think about it in those terms, and as you pour yourself your own bowl of cereal, thinking about how much sugar... Is that turning into in your body? Exactly. And is that going to affect your inflammation? So let's go over, you know, let's face it. No one eats three-fourths of it. I mean, most people, I'm not going to say no one, but most people eat typically what, how much would they typically eat tomorrow? Well, I would say at least two cups. Yes. is a pretty normal average serving size of cereal. Now, I can remember living on the farm with my brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. Who, if we, if mother bought cornflakes, uh-huh. now that was the big treat. Sure. <laughs> Two cups would be nothing. Uh-huh. It would be a whole bowl. <laughs> right. That's why she didn't buy it very often. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it moves quickly. Because so, she was wise in her own ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Well, and I mean, obviously our bowls that we have these days are huge. So, I I mean, two cups in there might look like almost nothing. So let's talk more about these two cups of cereal. So as a nutrition detective, I know that two cups of cereal will give me at least 11 teaspoons of sugar. Or more. Exactly. So if you think about, you know, pouring 11 teaspoons of sugar into your bowl this morning, how is that going to appeal for your breakfast. <laughs> and how much inflammation is that going to cause? Exactly. It's starting your day off with a bowl of inflammation. So what about um, Mountain Dew? You know, I talked about the construction workers, you know, grabbing a Mountain Dew. Absolutely. Or two or three Mountain Dews. That's a good question. So a Mountain Dew turns into about 17 teaspoons of sugar. 
And what about that box of um, movie theater treats like Dots candy? Mm-hmm. That turns into 48 teaspoons of sugar. That is almost a pint of sugar, isn't it? That is almost a pint of sugar. So before we go any further, it is time to take our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are experiencing joint pain and you are overweight, as 67% of people are today, this is a good time to shed some pounds before the holidays. Rather than gaining seven pounds over this holiday season and feeling more miserable and achy, join one of our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes. Classes start next week. So the average person gains seven pounds during the holidays, but you could actually lose seven pounds. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So when we come back from break, Dar will share the locations and even the fee structure. This could be a great present for yourself. Questions about nutrition for joints? Call 651-641-1071. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome to uh, Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Tamara Brown, registered dietitian. And we decided to offer our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes this uh, month because we know that people need support, education, a sound eating plan to stay in control over the holiday parties and on all these get-togethers that we have. Nutrition for Weight Loss meets once a week for 12 one-hour classes And you also meet with a nutritionist twice individually to personalize your plan. Twelve classes, two one-hour nutrition counseling sessions, and the fee for all that is $3.99. And you can even put it on a payment plan if that's an issue for you. And I'm sure you'll have more energy, less aches and pains, enjoy your holidays more if you have your eating under control. So check our website, weightandwellness.com, or call 651-699-3438 for details and locations. And I know we have them in North Oaks, Mm -hmm. a class. We have a class in Wayzata. We have a class in Lakeville. We have a class in St. Paul. And um, people have fun in them, too. Oh, yes, a lot of fun. So so we were talking about sugar, weren't we, Tamara? We were talking about sugar. And we were talking about the fact that uh, we're talking about joint pain and inflammation. So absolutely, reducing sugar will help reduce pain and inflammation. But here's another idea. You know, I think that's an interesting fact. Uh, People are shocked when they come in for nutritional counseling, and we take them off of sugar, basically. Yes. All the processed carbs. Absolutely. They come back in two weeks, and they say, 
I can't believe the difference. Yes. Oh, I I hear it all the time. Uh-huh. Yep. It's amazing. I know it. It is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and it's simple. It is simple. Sugar. <laughs> all right. So we know sugar is related to inflammation, but here is another idea. If you want to maintain healthy joints, I also recommend giving up eating refined oils and trans fats. So what does that mean? That means throwing out products like margarine, fake butter, muffins, pastries made with soybean oils, or what about Kraft mac and cheese? You know, I used to love that and eat the whole box. Mm -hmm. It's full of sugar and partially hydrogenated oils, which is another name for trans fats. Which, again, these are the things that will make for more joint pain. Exactly. So what will make you become serious about changing your diet? You know, it isn't really hard to start eating butter in place of margarine. No, and it tastes so much better. Or real whipped cream in place of Cool Whip. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question. Yes. For Thanksgiving. Now, listeners, uh, did you uh, have Cool Whip or real whipped cream? You know, give thanks if you had real whipped cream and not a bunch of chemicals. Yes. And funny that you mentioned that because what I supplied for the meal was the real whipped cream to make sure that we were all having the good stuff. Oh, we had real whipped cream, too. (laughs) So arthritis is a condition in which inflammation is always present, and it's usually with accompanying pain. So reducing the inflammation has to be the first order of business if we're also going to reduce the pain. So, first of all, we know you get rid of sugar, right? Yes, get rid of sugar. And you get rid of the trans fats and bad oils. Yep, get rid of the bad fats. And then what do you do? Well, then how about adding a good fat? Okay. So, for example, an omega-3. So, omega-3 is fish oil, and it's one of the most anti-inflammatory substances on the planet. So, most people, you need to take 3,000 to 6,000 milligrams of of a good omega-3 fish oil. To reduce inflammation. And that's daily. And I would recommend a good quality. You know, nothing that's been sitting around on a shelf and uh, is on sale because it couldn't, you know, it could be rancid. Mm-hmm. And rancid fish oil is inflammatory. So you have to be careful with the kinds of fish oil that you buy. Yes. Because so, we, so now, if we think about that, we get rid of sugar, we get rid of trans fats, we add some omega-3s. Uh-huh. So that's beginning, and sometimes that takes care of people's pain. Yes. So that's a great first plan for pain reduction. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need a little bit more than that. So another idea is glucosamine. And glucosamine is a nutritional supplement that can support cartilage development and keeps the cartilage from breaking down. So usually people need to take about 1,500 milligrams of a good quality glucosamine supplement daily. But sometimes it's even more. You know, sometimes I recommend 3,000 milligrams for two months to support cartilage repair and a decrease in pain. I don't know if you've noticed this, Tamara, but so many of our clients come in and I'll say, with osteoarthritis, and I'll say, are you taking glucosamine? And they'll Mm -hmm. say, yeah, I take one a day. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we know that one a day is not enough. Yes. And usually when you are taking 1,500 milligrams, for you either have to take two, you have to look at the bottle and mm-hmm. find out what it means. Yes. But some often it's three a day. 
And you're talking about taking more than that. You're taking even 3,000. Uh-huh. So that maybe some people need to take six yes. a day for it to actually work. And does glucosamine work? The research says yes. And I believe it is helpful to, bub, to, bub, to I'll say that again, okay. <laughs> to combine it with chondritin sulfate. And that's what you'll find a lot of times. Again, the quality of the supplement is critical. If the brand that you're using isn't working for you, switch brands. And again, take 1,500 milligrams of glucosamine and between 800 to 1,200 milligrams of chondritin per day. And you really need to have that amount mm-hmm. or it's not going to work for you. Right. So... As you mentioned earlier, it's important to take a look at your bottle and see how mm-hmm. much are you actually using. Mm-hmm. So here's an interesting piece of research. An article published in 2010 in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition from the University of Washington School of Public Health found a lower risk of death from all causes among users of glucosamine chondroitin over a five-year follow-up period. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. And, you know, the researchers believe that it was the anti-inflammatory effects of the glucosamine chondroitin that reduced the death rate. Yes. So, again, let's kind of recap. What we're going to do is we're going to get rid of, we're going to reduce the amount of processed carbohydrates and sugars. Yes. We're going to get rid of the trans fats and bad oils. Absolutely. We're going to add a good omega-3 fatty acid at a good amount. Very important. And then we're also going to add glucosamine and chondritin to regenerate that cartilage, that little cushion that goes between your bones that supports the the joints so that they don't rub against one another. Yes. It's a plan for reduced pain and inflammation. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, it is time for another break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You may be asking, what if I already have damaged my cartilage? What can I do? Well, we have several suggestions. A natural component that makes all connective tissue is hyaluronic acid, or some people call it HA. HA reduces friction and acts as a natural shock absorber. HA is found in high concentration in cartilage and synovial fluid in all joints. HA is also a powerful antioxidant for inflamed tissues. Usually taking two to three capsules will speed the repair process. Questions today? Give us a call, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, one of my favorite supplements to relieve muscle and joint pain is one that is called MSM. And MSM is a naturally occurring form of sulfur, and it not only reduces pain, but it also acts as an anti-inflammatory agent. I also like MSM because it supports hair and nail growth, and it produces collagen, and collagen... You know, that's what we need to keep wrinkles away. It's under our skin, and it mm-hmm. keeps wrinkles away. So it's a great supplement. And if you have questions today, uh, 651-641-1071. And we do have people that yes. have questions today, don't we? We do. Let's go ahead and take a caller. Okay. Dishing up nutrition. Nan, do you have a question for us this morning? Um, yes. On glucosamine, is there a more highly 
absorbable form, like, you know, you talk about magnesium, mm-hmm. you know, glycinate? Or, well, um, I, there, I think what you have to do is just, um, and we have about three or four different brands at our office, and we actually have one that is a liquid brand, and sometimes I use that for a test to see if it, if it works if for people, because it doesn't work for everyone. But it works probably for 85 to 90% of the population. Okay. So I try this liquid one to see because, it, you know, sometimes people have absorption problems. And if it works and they can tell a difference in a month, then they can either continue to take the liquid one or they can try one of the other ones that comes in capsules. And so, you know, it's just... I, you know, there's there's different qualities. Okay. So that's that's what I would recommend. All right. Thank you. All right. Good question. Thanks for calling. Yep. Should we take another caller? Sure. That would okay. be fine. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Anita, do you have a question this morning? Uh, yes, I do. Um, several years ago, my doctor recommended a glucosamine chondroitin supplement for some hip pain I was having. Mm-hmm. But he cautioned me that taking too much of it um, over a long term could actually cause a blood sugar increase. And I'm just wondering how that fits in with the whole trying to keep your blood sugar down. Well, I mean, that is one of the factors that you have to consider. But, um, you know, compared to the amount of sugar that people take in, it is really very, it's it's not a very high risk factor, frank, frankly, because what it does is it really supports that cartilage and, you know, it regenerates cartilage. And so, you know, sometimes people, when they when that cartilage is gone, then they have more pain. And when you have more pain, you crave more sugar. So I guess for me, I would take the glucosamine and not worry about it, frankly. So Okay, so as long as you're managing your carbohydrate intake in your diet, it yes. shouldn't really mm-hmm. cause any problems. No, that's right. So has okay. it helped you? Um, you know, I actually stopped taking it, and I haven't had any problems really that I've needed to take it since, but my husband has some back issues, and I'm kind of thinking it might help him, but I wanted to find out about that first. Sure, yep. No, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yep, great. All right, well, thank you. Sure, thank you Thanks for, calling. for calling. Bye. Yep. So, so should we go back to, we were sure. talking, you know, we were kind of running through, you know, there's one other suggestion that will help reduce inflammation and pain of arthritis. Yes. And for most people, that's to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is kind of an interesting fact is that every pound of weight loss, there is a four pound reduction on the load exerted on the knee for each step taken. So hmm. if you lose a pound, you have less stress on the knees, like four pounds less stress. Wow. So just losing 11 pounds can cut the risk of developing knee arthritis by 50% for many people. Wow. So just think, losing 10 to 12 pounds uh-huh. reduces that risk by 50% for people. That's a big deal. And we know 67% of the population could stand to lose 10 pounds. Yes. <laughs> Abs- yes. So, you know, if you're starting to feel aching, have stiff joints, maybe you are at a stage where you actually have pain in at least one joint and you're starting to think maybe a joint replacement is the answer. So let's consider another nutritional answer. Good idea. You know, I like to start very simple. Mm-hmm. As we get older, our bodies dry out. 
and this dryness directly affects our bones and muscles, which requires a lot of moisture. Isn't that interesting? That I, you know, is. people don't think of the very simple things very often, do they? Right. No. And it would make sense that we need moisture because our cells need water. We yeah. need lots of water to have properly functioning systems. So tomorrow, yes. before we continue with that, yes. should we take another caller? Yes. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Dishing up nutrition. Marie, do you have a question for us this morning? Yes, I do. Um, you know, with the way the economy is now, you know, all these extra supplements, they cost a lot of money. Is there anywhere that we can get a hold of some of these without um, the high cost? Well, I think that if you're looking, <laughs> you, you need to look for quality, too. And then when I'm working with people, I just go... Let's do the most critical ones for what's going on in your health. Because rather, and sometimes I don't recommend a multivitamin for people because mm -hmm. that may not be the most critical thing for you. That's sort of like an insurance policy. But mm -hmm. maybe you need to have a good quality omega-3 fatty acid, and I think almost everybody needs that. Uh -huh. um, and I don't know, one of the things that we have done is we have we private label many of the things that we actually, people need a lot of, like omega-3s and magnesium. And that way we can actually sell them for reduced price because we have actually cut out one middleman in the whole process. Uh, so that's how we try to help have quality supplements at a reduced price for people. Okay. Um, you know, that's that's kind of, but again, I think, Focus on the ones that are going to be important for your health and not try to take many, many different ones. You know, if you if you have muscle spasms, yeah, you need good quality magnesium. And if you get a magnesium that doesn't work, then you're sp spending wasted money. Okay. I don't know. Hope that answered the question. Sure. Thank you very much. All right. Thank Thanks you for, for the, the calling. Call. Appreciate it. So... Should we take another caller? Or? Sure. Okay. Let's take one more. All right. Okay. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Rick, do you have a question for us this morning? Yeah, I have a question. I took your diabetes class a little while ago, and is all popcorn bad? Well, it all turns into sugar. And there because are it's corn, right? Yep, that's right. And so there are some that are even worse than others. Right. You know, the stuff that comes in those microwave bags with the trans fats on them and all the chemicals, that's then you're adding two different things. But all corn, I mean, it's corn, it's popcorn, it's going to make your blood sugar go up. Now, if you eat a cup of it, you might be okay. But <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I go to the bowl is empty. So. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so it's better not to have it in the house. <laughs> okay, and you also talked about whole milk and 2% milk is better than skim milk. Yes, exactly. It has less sugar in it. Okay, so yep. as a diabetic, should I be drinking whole milk or 2%? Whole milk, uh, The even the question is maybe milk is too high in carbohydrates for you. You know, maybe milk is not the best choice for you. So, you know, it depends on where your blood sugars are. Yeah, I'm very carbohydrate sensitive. Yeah, then I would so say... So much for meats and fats. Then but, I would yeah. say use real cream and use yep. a little bit of it, and that's better because it's less sugar. Okay. 
Great question. Appreciate yes. the call. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. So let's, we were talking, oh, we were talking about oh, moisture. We were talking about moisture. Yes. So let's jump back into the topic of moisture, hydration. So what happens if we don't have the right amount of moisture in our bodies? <laughs> well, one thing is that our bones can become weak and more brittle, and also our muscles be- can become tense and painful. So if we have this kind of internal dryness, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like, oh, maybe one day we don't drink enough water and then the next day we're dried out. (laughs) You know, this takes time. So what kinds of nutritional habits lead to dehydration? Uh, What about soda? Mm -hmm. Soda does not hydrate us and especially diet pop. Every time you have a can or a bottle, just imagine that you are drying out your body. That's kind of interesting. That, it is. You know, soda dries us out. Right. Because it's a liquid, so we don't envision it as actually dehydrating us. Right. So here's a really scary piece of research. So the soda habit of teenagers and young adults, that's what it's about. Basically, the average teenage boy drinks about two cans of pop daily, and a teenage girl drinks about one and three-fourth cans per day. Basically two cans. Yeah, exactly. Two cans. (laughs) But that's not even thinking about, you know, what about the teenager who drink five cans of soda a day? And yep. interestingly, the research found that the more soda that was consumed each day, the more violent the teenager's behavior. Scary. It's really scary. Yes. So rather than drinking soda or several cups of coffee, which is also di- dehydrating, you know, one or two cups is probably okay. But a lot of coffee, like I know people drink 10 cups of mm-hmm. coffee a day. That's dehydrating. So in place of those, drink if you're if you're concerned about your bones now, we're talking about that. You know, drink filtered pure water. You know, just a very simple behavior that not only keeps your bones and muscles hydrated, but it also prevents wrinkles again. I keep coming back to that. Yes, wrinkles. you do keep coming uh-huh. back to that skin. I wonder why. <laughs> right. So good pure water. Uh huh. An good, excellent pure choice. Water. So. Let's, so is it time for a break? Yes, let's jump into a break before we jump into our next topic. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I like to think of the human body as a living engine, an amazing mechanism that constantly adjusts and regulates itself to run at peak performance as long as it is supplied with the correct nutrition. Correct nutrition for joints and muscles is animal protein, vegetables, good fats, and pure filtered water. Stay with good nutrition, avoid sugar, soda, and damaged fats, and your joints will stay healthy. Questions about bone health? Call 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, maybe if you've got arthritis and osteoarthritis, maybe you're thinking you'll never be able to walk through your garden again. Or quilt a comforter, your your hands are so hurting so much. Play your guitar. Is it hopeless? You know, we think not. Will it take careful nutrition plan? Yes. Will it take work? Yes, because you have to cook. Will you need a personalized nutrition plan? Yes. You know, we have really seen amazing results. And so call our office, 651-641-1071. 
651-699-3438 and set up an appointment, either face-to-face or on the phone. And again, our number is 651-699-3438. And I think we can probably help most people. Yes. Should we go and take some more callers? Yes, let's do that. All right. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Carol, do you have a question for us this morning? Yes. Um, as, as you've been talking about um, taking you know, sugar out of your diet, mm-hmm. um, it appears to me that um, many of the items that have the sugar content are also items that can uh, have gluten in them. True. And so you'd be also reducing quite a bit of gluten out of your diet as well? Yes, you would, and gluten for many people mm-hmm. is very inflammatory. Yes. Really? Yes, it is. And, and, so, and how, how does that work physiologically? I mean, how, what goes on inside your body that gluten well, activates? You know, over 30% of the population now is really are sensitive to gluten, and their immune system sees it as a foreign item in their body, and, and it actually causes inflammation in your body. Hmm. And um, it's uh, often we do take people off of gluten and their their arthritis and their joint problems really diminish. The pain level really diminishes because you're taking care of the inflammation. Ah, very, mm-hmm. very good point. Okay. We appreciate that. Thank yes, you. good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is all these connections. There are so many different yes. connections. So do we have another caller? Yes. Okay. Let's take one more. All right. That sounds great. People have good questions this morning. I didn't think they'd be up at all today. (laughs) Good thing they are. Dishing up nutrition. Good morning, Julie. Hello. I have restless leg syndrome, and I currently take Mirapax, Mm -hmm. but um, it makes me extremely tired, and I'm wondering if there's anything through nutrition or supplements that I could take. Well, one of the first things that I would look at is certainly magnesium, magnesium glycinate, you know, and probably 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. But truly, okay. for restless legs, there are many different reasons. And I, even if you're eating sugar, that might be one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I would recommend an individual consultation so that we can okay. get down to the bottom of it you know, there's many things that work for different people, but, you know, a simple solution is cut the sugar out, and which is not always so simple, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then also add the magnesium and see if it doesn't go away. If it, not, if okay. it doesn't, then give us a call and come in and, and sit down with one of us. Yeah. Okay? Right. Thank Sounds, you. All right. Thanks, Thank you. Julie. So we were talking about moisture, weren't we, before? And we were talking about making sure that you drink enough water. We were. And I think there's one other area that we should talk a little bit more about. Yes, and this is a very important area. Because if we're thinking about, you know, what dries out our bones and muscles, well, a really big one is a low-fat diet. And that is because, you know, we need good fats, like our butter, our olive oil, our avocado, our nuts, our olives, our coconut oil. And remember, like we just mentioned, our real whipping cream. We need these good fats for our bones and muscles. So you have to ask yourself, could your low-fat diet be putting your bones at risk? You know, traditional cultures that had really strong bones ate about 42% of their calories in good fat. You know, of course, they were not eating man-made fats like soybean Mm -hmm. oil or corn oil. And there was no margarine or Crisco at all in their diets. 
Exactly. So all real fats. And, you know, what about making pies? Mm-hmm. Um, for the best pie crust, you have to use lard. And, you know, I tell my clients and in my classes, lard is my favorite fat. It is amazing. Real lard you buy at the farmer's market, pure rendered lard, not Crisco. Yep, that's right. To make sure that your bones and muscles remain hydrated. And all you keep thinking about how you hydrate these things. You know, people need not only the water and the good fats that they're eating, like, you know, the butter and the whipping cream and the olive oil, but omega-3 fish oil, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And some people need to add some omega-6 GLA daily. Yes. And, um, you know, most people need to eat two or to add, have two or three of these supplements every uh-huh. day. You know, simple nutritional habits that if you start today will probably keep you away from that surgeon's knife. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting way of putting it. And, you know, because thinking about even at home, you know, if I don't water my plants, they dry up in a short time and die, just like what can happen with our bones. I know. It's such a simple thing. And we really encourage people to drink, you know, nine, ten, you know, eight, nine, ten glasses of water uh-huh. to really get hydrated you know, it's amazing how much water that I've already drank this morning. And I was up at six. Yep. And I would have guessed that I've had probably at least five glasses mm-hmm. of water, if not six already. Yep. And this is typical of how I typically drink a lot of water every day. And of course, I can't even remember when I've had a soda. Right. Oh, gosh. No, no. <laughs> I agree. So, you know, Let's think about a kind of an action plan for yourself as you're thinking about yep. this. So if you have or are worried about having achy joints and muscles, so what's going to be your protection plan for 2012? You know, maybe maybe you'll stop drinking soda and start drinking 8 to 10 glasses of pure filtered water. That's a that's a simple solution, isn't it? Is, it is, and it's a really great place to start. Yes. So what else should people do tomorrow? Well, what about cutting processed carbs, like those cereal in the morning, and pizza? Just getting rid of those, because those foods are inflammatory. And like the caller said, you know, those are the foods that have gluten in them. Yep, exactly. And so we actually have to... You know, as you're reducing these processed carbs and the sugars, you're probably reducing the gluten and you're going to have less inflammation in your body. And less joint pain, which is what we've been talking about today. Yes. So here's another thought. You know, we need a lot of information about inflammation and about how to reduce that. And we focus on that in our weight and wellness classes. Mm -hmm. And you learn things that will help you reduce that inflammation. You know, whether it's how to get rid of the trans fats, how to get rid of the sugars out of your diet, how to get in the habit of drinking water. It's amazing how many people tell us, I took the weight and wellness and now I don't drink Soda. Yes. I stopped that. I yes. don't drink my diet soda, and I feel so much better. Absolutely. My brain is clearer. Yes. And if, you know, if your brain is clearer, 
then your cartilage and your joints are going to be better. Uh-huh. So Absolutely. it all goes together. It does. And knowledge is so important. That's the basis. Mm-hmm. So what else can we do? Well, what about supplementing with omega-3 fish oil, yep. which reduces inflammation? Probably 3,000 milligrams of omega-3s, right? The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.